Welcome to 5-Minute Finance, a podcast that explores topics that are impacting your money. Join us as we discuss what is moving the economy, markets, stocks, and personal finance. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Before acting on any financial advice, you should consult a financial professional who can review your specific financial situation. Any opinions expressed by the hosts or guests are their own and do not reflect the opinion of LVM Capital Management. Clients or employees of LVM Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in the podcast. Welcome to 5-Minute Finance. Tyler and Jordan here in about a foot of snow. And join us down in Florida in about 80-degree weather. Craig Vandermullen on the line. We're going to talk a little bit about earnings season today. And we'll kind of set the stage here with what the expectations were going in for the fourth quarter. And we were looking to grow about 25% year-over-year for fourth quarter earnings for the S&P 500. Craig, what have we seen so far, right? We're, we're probably a quarter, maybe almost half of the way done through companies reporting earnings in the S&P 1500. What are some of the things that have stood out so far for this earnings season to you? Well, I think what's been pretty phenomenal is that even though analysts had been continually raising their expectations for the quarter, companies are still beating that. And so what we've seen thus far is year-over-year sales or revenue growth of nearly 17%, and that has translated into earnings growth of over 30%, so above the 25% expectation. We're also seeing pretty strong earnings growth across every sector. The one exception to that has been real estate, where earnings have been fairly flat, but we've had very few companies in that sector report thus far, and those numbers could change. The biggest year-over-year growth has come from industrials, which was coming off a very low base. But uh, in terms of steady growth, technology continues to be a standout. And we're seeing some really strong earnings numbers from some of the big megatech companies. And Tyler, maybe you've got some color on some of those names. Yeah. A a lot of those larger cap technology names have done really well during this quarter. Taking a look at Google that just reported this morning as as we're recording here, revenue growth year over year, 40%. Looking back at some of their revenue and earnings just 10 years ago, for the full year in, in 2011, their revenue was only $38 billion. Last year, 2021, full year was $258 billion. So tremendous growth, not even just year over year, but even over the last 10 years to see a company have one that large of revenue already growing at 40% is pretty remarkable. The other larger cap tech are two of them, Microsoft and Apple. Apple revenues up about 11% year over year to about $123 billion in the fourth quarter. It's about almost $1.4 billion of revenue a day for the quarter. And then Microsoft as well, strong quarter for them, up 20% year over year. They had about $52 billion in revenue for the fourth quarter. Now, when we look at what we've seen so far in terms of stock performance or reaction to those earnings and sales surprises that we kind of mentioned, earnings and sales surprise surprises, what we've seen throughout history is that typically when a company beats analyst estimates, both on sales and earnings, they have a nice pop after, right? The, the stock performs well. So typically it's close to 2% is what we'll see a stock up the next day after reporting when they beat. But today we're seeing those companies actually 
basically flat on average. What do you think some of the reasons behind that are, Jordan and, and Craig? Yeah, I think at least on Google, you know, up nine or 10% today after earnings, clearly blowout numbers, like you said. Microsoft was a bit of a mixed bag after hours. It actually traded down. And then by the time it opened up the next day, it was positive. But when we're talking such large numbers, I think the street and investors are are surprised to see those increases as large as they are, you know, beating analyst expectations, both on the top and bottom line. And I think very impressively on the bottom line is a lot of these earnings calls we're reading through, everyone's citing higher costs, whether it's input unit costs or labor costs. And, and Craig, I don't know if you're seeing the same thing on the names you're covering. I think so. And I think that's one reason that some of the earnings beats have seen muted stock price reaction because Typically, when you see a company exceed expectations and then management provides guidance, they're raising their own estimates for their year-ahead growth in sales and earnings. And this year, what we're hearing instead is concern about the impacts of inflation. And as Jordan mentioned, labor costs, some freight costs, materials costs, And so managements uh, are a little bit more sanguine about the outlook. And so I think that's why we're seeing a little bit more uh, muted reaction to some of these really positive earnings reports that we are seeing. In general, though, I think the market was pretty weak in January before earnings season started because all the talk was the Fed's going to raise rates and inflation's getting out of control. Once we started to see some of these really good earnings reports, the stock market has stabilized and has actually done fairly well the first few days of February. And I think if we continue to see that as we get the remainder of earnings season behind us, that could bode well for the market looking ahead. Yeah, I agree. I think the anomaly here is that, maybe not anomaly, but more so some of the reasons why you've seen those companies have that that did report good sales and good good earnings or better than expected not perform as well as just that we're in the middle of a sell-off. And so I think that probably is contributing to, to most of the difference than what we've seen historically. And yeah, not wanting to show anyone's ages on this call, but Craig, you've been doing this for a few more years than Tyler and I. Is there any point in history that management has talked about input costs or labor costs being as big of a headwind as they are now? Well, I think on a sustained basis, you'd have to go back to the 70s when we had a true inflationary spiral. Part of it was we had two oil embargoes that decade as OPEC really came into a strengthening position worldwide, but a lot of labor contracts had cost of living adjustments. And so as oil prices pushed up inflation numbers, there were automatic increases in labor costs and profit margins were greatly diminished during that period of time. I think uh, once we got into these last four decades of disinflation, those that wage spiral has not been nearly as strong. And so I think now for the first time in many years, we're seeing companies expressing some concerns about the impact of rising labor costs on their profit margins going forward. We're also seeing, in some cases, a return to greater union participation. We're seeing that with Starbucks. Started out with one store in Buffalo, I believe, 
and now they're unionizing in several stores around the country. To the extent that that increases labor costs, that can also have an impact on margins going forward. Yeah, I think Jordan, you were you were reading that this morning. What was I guess they saw some sales growth, but yep. some of those labor costs contributed to a decline, I guess, right. in terms of their margins. What was what were some of those numbers you saw? Yeah, a lot was labor. You know, whether it was coffee beans. Listen to a good podcast last week about you know, how you know, weather is affecting the harvest. And their input costs for their primary product, coffee, has been going up. But then you also have paper in the cups. You have plastic. You have a lot of different materials that go go into that. And so that was one of the the top factors they cited in, in kind of a small margin compression for them. Yeah. So that actually might lead us into this next chart that we're going to look at here is uh, City U.S. Earnings Revision Index. And basically, this this takes a look at the number of analysts, equity analysts that are revising upwards or downwards in terms of uh, expectations for companies. And what we're seeing is that we had this nice revision pot, you know, so more upgrades in terms of uh, expectations for earnings through the summer of 2020, all the way up until now, you're starting to see it basically flat. And that could be, I guess, some of the reasons is those higher input costs kind of reducing some of those expectations for earnings going forward. So Craig, anything you wanted to add to this chart in terms of maybe what stood out to you when you when you looked at this? Well, again, I think one of the reasons we've had this period of disinflation has been globalization. A lot of companies move manufacturing offshore to take advantage of lower labor costs. And manufacturers went to just-in-time manufacturing, which reduced their inventory costs. These supply chain issues we're seeing now has pointed out the deficiencies somewhat of that approach. And so we're seeing a couple things. We're seeing companies start to build inventories in warehouses, which adds to their costs. And we're seeing companies start to move manufacturing back into the U.S. where labor costs are going to be significantly higher. Intel's announced a huge plant going up in Ohio, and several other manufacturers have started to move their manufacturing plants back into the U.S. and kind of reversing some of those benefits in terms of cost to the globalization process. Yeah. And we also have the Federal Reserve looking at increasing some interest rates this year. Expectations for, I think, current expectations for about five rate rate increases this year. Is that right? Yeah. Anywhere from, I, I think the low estimate is three and Bank of America has seven hikes this year, which I don't think we'll get to. But yeah, I think four is about the average. Yeah. So seven would be, they'd have to raise rates every meeting. Right. Um, yep. Which I guess all else being equal, we'd rather have them raising rates than lowering because if they're lowering it, they're probably lowering it because the economy's doing poorly. Right. Yeah. We're hiking because we we think the economy can stand on its own two feet. You know, market conditions have improved. Labor is getting better. The unemployment rate is going down. Obviously inflation is high. And so they're also trying to maybe curb that a bit. Yeah. So that that could be as rates rise, that could also be an impact to companies' margins as well if they do have debt, which most companies do higher cost of of servicing that could impact margins. All right. I think we will wrap it up there. Thanks for joining us today. And if you have any questions or topics, we appreciate those. You can reach us at podcast at lvmcapital.com. 